0: I don't know how we're going to top this. Amy Sayer, the Matilda, she was on. She was absolutely spectacular. Now we've just had Michael Maguire on, uh, deeply passionate about the Blues job. He's just been installed as their coach for the next few years. Madge is always great listening, says Crime Scene. Yeah, no doubt he is. Uh, Then you get this. Then you get this, Tiring Davo. Seriously, Jimmy, you are so one-eyed for Madge. It's sickening. Look at the Tigers doco. He had lost the players for a long time. South was so over him by 2015-16. But you always get the chance to give us Tigers supporters a whack. It gets tiring. Tiger Davo. Oh, Tiger Davo. We were just talking about it off off air as well. Anyway, I'll tell you what we will do. We'll talk about that with Adrian Prezenko. He is the Chief Rugby League Reporter from the Sydney Morning Herald. He's on the line. G'day, AP. Yes,
1: g'day, Jimmy. How are
0: you? I'm really well. Worst kept secret in rugby league. And that is saying something that Michael McGuire was going to be the new New South Wales Blues coach. But how do you, think when you think about it, the success he had in England, the success at South Sydney, and then what happened at the Tigers, success at New Zealand and now New South Wales. Tigers fans are getting a little upset with that. How would you um, get across that whole situation?
1: Yeah, well, I listened with interest to your chat, Um, Jimmy, and I also got an opportunity to speak to uh, Madge just a a little while ago um, as well. And, well, he's had success everywhere that he's gone. Obviously, um, not the success that he or the Tigers would have liked. But I think um, you can put that into context by looking at how the Tigers have gone since his departure. But um, yeah, well, in terms of his new challenge, I find find it really fascinating. And as part of the chat that I had to him, um, you know, we were talking about some of the big calls that he'll have to make and. Obviously that you know the, the narrative will be in the lead up to his first team selection whether James Tedesco should remain as captain and as fullback and who's going to partner Nathan Cleary in the halves assuming it is Nathan Cleary that's been firing you know who's going to play on the wing there's lots of different things to, to look at and I asked him what's your how do you sort of look at this and are you sort of an incumbency man or a, a foreman and he said for me it's for. That formal trumpet incumbency. Um, I've got a blank canvas. That were his words. Yeah. You know, there's 70 spots that are there to be picked. He hasn't got any preconceived ideas about how he's going to fill them. Um, and the other thing is, I mean, he's obviously going up against a, a Maroon side that's won the last couple of series. It's going for three in a row. We know that they're a formidable team, but when you think about it, Jimmy, he has had success coaching against Maroon's players and, you only have to look back at the final of the Pacific Championships. That Australian team that he defeated by a record margin of 30-nil, which is the first time they've ever suffered a loss like that. There are 11 Queenslanders in that kangaroo side, 11 of mm. them. So obviously, you know, he talked about, you know, it's going to be more about us. Um, you know, that we're going to, you know, focus on what we're doing and we're going to look internally to get all of our systems right. But at some point, his attention will turn to the opposition, and it's not an opposition that's unfamiliar to him. And I, I think that that's going to be a big advantage as he prepares for, for what is a daunting task.
0: When it comes to selections, it, the best players playing the best. So it, yeah. exactly right. You, every every of every one of the players and you know he, he already mentioned a weekend where he said we're going to get these players together that anyone that's got a chance the best players playing the best will be selected for New South Wales and um, that's an exciting thing yeah it's it's a new era for New South Wales um, did, was there any reference to the term of the contract because Dave Trotten spoke prior to that press conference and and it was a multi-year deal but it wasn't explicitly said or I didn't hear did you hear
1: no, he, he didn't say and I had a look over the press release as well and it was fairly open-ended and he talked about the fact that, for instance, uh, Brad Fittler had had the job for six years that Worry Daly before him, five, um, and that they were hoping that Michael Maguire would be there for uh, for the long term as well. Um, but mm-hmm. that was open-ended, which I found fascinating um, and I don't know if that's a case of perhaps at some stage, you know, Michael Maguire, one of his ambitions, I'm sure, is to return to NRL coaching and, you know, particularly if he gets a win um, over the Maroons in this series, you know, he's going to be the first cab off the rack should a position open up. Um, However, his sole focus is on New South Wales and I look at the squad that he's assembled to and and he mentioned it briefly just on your show, I I just thought the, um, particularly Frank Panisi coming on board, you know, who has long been Craig Bellamy's right-hand man and Uh, He spoke to me a little bit about this. He said, I'm going to be able to coach the side. I know that Frank's going to look after everything else. There's a lot of interest. There's a lot of peripheral things going on um, because of the um, exposure that this series has. And I know that Frank's going to look after that and I can just do my job and and make sure that I'm getting the best out of the team that we assemble.
0: Yeah, yeah, which will be unique (laughs) compared to where he's come from. Anyway, uh, afternoon, Jimmy. The Roosters should send Brandon Smith. As the round zero ambassador. That way, no one will know what would happen and make it interesting, says Al. So, we've got our Rabbitohs, Broncos, and Seagulls rep, and we haven't got our Roosters one. But what are they actually going to be doing? Do we know, Adrian?
1: Yes, they will be spreading the gospel of rugby league, Jimmy. And uh, look, I think, yeah, I think it's this is really interesting. This is uncharted territory. Um, they're gonna. There's going to be a few activations. They'll, they'll do a, uh, an official press conference at Allegiant Stadium. They're going to go to a an NFL game while they're over there. Hopefully, they get onto some you know American talkback shows. Um, only this morning, I had a chat to one of Sud ambassadors, um, Aaron Woods, um, who I actually think is in, an inspired choice. He's a guy who grew up um, on a in Northern Street in Leichardt. Um, he's, you know, above a news agent. His only dream was to play at Leichhardt Oval. All of a sudden, he's going to the Death Star, the 65,000-seat Allegiant Stadium. Um, and I, I think, you know, he's got a bit of personality. He does a bit of work in the media. I think he's a, he'll be a good guy to help spruce the game. And um, it's interesting, too, because how did, I said, sort of, how are you going to play it? Because Manly are traditionally the silver tails. They're the guys with the black hats. They're the bad guys. And you've also got potentially Hugh Jackman, who's the good guy of Hollywood that might be spruiking it. And he said, oh, yes. I'll be leaning into whatever they want me to do if they want me to be the bad <laughs> guy. And he said, oh, I'm all about that. So he's, he's going to be good. Though. He's, a, he's a big, big sell with a big personality. And the other guys are all top shelf as well. So obviously you, you've got a good mix. You've got sort of the veteran halfback, uh, uh, premiership winner in Adam Reynolds. You've got Campbell Graham, who's played for uh, Australia and... and um, Aaron Woods, who's done it all as well during a a career that's seen him spend time at five clubs. So um, hopefully there's a bit of cut through because that's what they need. You know, I think they've sold about 15,000 seats already, Um, but they're, they're mainly Australians. Now the next phase is pitching to the Americans and trying to educate them and let them know what rugby league is. And for a lot of them, they don't know the difference between rugby and rugby league and you yep. have to woods etc to um to make that distinction for them
0: i'm just looking at this Campbell Graham, Adam Reynolds, Aaron Woods, and it's just occurred to me, I hope the Roosters send someone over from a, Poly- with a Polynesian background so that they can engage with the Polynesian community over there in the US, which is a very uh, relatively strong community, right? Might only make up a tiny percentage of the US, but that's still a lot of people. So, uh, I don't know, we've just talked about Satili Tupanua and Renewing, so he might be someone who's a who's a good fit for that. Um, Tig- uh, so now we've got Allegiant Stadium as the ninth wonder of the world apparently according to Aaron Wood so um, that is exciting all right who's going to get Jerome Lewy I mentioned earlier the the Tigers are confident in getting him the Bulldogs think he's going to stay at Penrith what what do you think
1: yeah I think I think he'll go and that being the case the Tigers are are probably in the box seat however I, I wouldn't rule out the Bulldogs altogether. and it was funny it's Jimmy, you ask yourself, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around, does it make a sound? <laughs> and I think it's a bit the same with Phil Good. If he has a secret meeting and no one paparazzi him, did the meeting actually occur? Um, it's an excellent well, he question. He wouldn't have met with Jerome Woolway yesterday unless there was some interest. I think what he's trying to do is gauge whether or not he has an appetite to leave Penrith. And if that is the case, I think that they will be a player. Um, I would not discount Canterbury at all. Um, and the interesting thing is there, Canterbury and the Tigers are also in a tug of war for the other big name on the open market, and that's Addison or Blake. So we know that he's having meetings with clubs, be it, be it secret or otherwise, mm-hmm. um, and he will be in Sydney next year. Uh, and again, that both of those teams, particularly in Canterbury's case, they need a prop forward. Um, yep. so, um, yeah, they're, they're a little bit wide on in the middle that they, they've, they've been very aggressive in the market, but most of those guys that they recruited to data utility backs, um, and after missing out on, on a couple of players, IEC see Taukaya, who, who didn't pass the medical and also saying goodbye to, uh, to Thompson, they have, um, they've got some work to do there that, that, that should be their priority.
0: Uh, Not only that, well, they've got some work, but they've got some money too, right? Tevita Pangai Jr. is another one, Luke Thompson. Um, There was one other whose name escapes me at the moment that we talked about last week with General Manager of Football, Phil Gould. Final one, mate. What's going on with Jackson Barlow and his jersey?
1: Yeah, strange one, Jimmy. So Jackson Barlow had several jerseys that were very important to him, including his Southampton debut one kept at his parents' home in Queensland. Uh, Last week, an intruder came in while um, his mum was sleeping in the house on her own and stole said jerseys. Um, His his father actually put out an impassioned plea on Facebook asking for them to be returned. He said, we don't want any trouble. These are things that are very precious to the family. We just want to have them back. As it turns out, the Queensland police have subsequently charged someone a 19 year old man in relation to their theft. Um, so hopefully that means the jerseys return to their rightful owner, which is nice. Um, you know Jackson Polo yeah. is obviously a um, a new recruit for Manly and he you know, hopefully he can um, start his new new stage of his career um, knowing that his family's well and all of all of his property has been returned to him.
0: Oh, yeah, that is a bit scary. Change the locks, throw out the toothbrushes on that one. Just before we let you go, Jimmy, can you ask AP about an X-Factor rumours at Parramatta? Any X-Factors for Para? <laughs> no, Your not parents-
1: yet. I spoke, I spoke to someone um, just the other day about this. They have a list of players. I think they've got a little bit more money than most people realise. So I, I would suggest it's in the vicinity of about $500,000 or they're about five to six hundred. So they have got um, the ability to accommodate a a good player. We heard about um, Josh Adokar and the prospect of him coming if if there was a swap deal. The swap deal has fallen over, but they're still looking around and they're ready. They're prepared to keep their powder dry, Jimmy. They're not going to get the first person who becomes available. They figure if they wait, they'll be one of the few players out there left with money still to spend should someone come onto the market.
0: Mm. Given the time of year, I think what they're doing is they're making a list and they're checking it twice. So that's fantastic, Adrian. Uh, good on you, mate. Now, this is your last cross for the year. You're going on holidays. I am indeed.
1: I will deserve
0: one, I dare say, Jimmy, but it's been fantastic. Um,
1: thank you very much to everyone at SEN who, um, uh, for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. And um, hopefully we get to do it all over again in 2024.
0: Well, when you become a superstar, just remember the little people that helped you along the way. That's all we ask for here at SEN, all right?
1: I'll never forget you, Jimmy.
0: (laughs) Good on you, mate. Adrian Prezenko there with all the latest in the world of rugby league. He's a good man. Enjoy that break. As you say, thoroughly deserved AP. All right, we've got to get to the news after that. We are back with more from Coach K.